0: Hello, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Technology Uncorked. My name is Jeff Quattromani, and this show is brought to you by Navman. Now, there has been some amazing product announcements coming from Navman, and one that I am extremely excited about is called the MyCam GPS. Now, you would have heard me talk in the past about the Drive Duo. It was a navigation unit on the front with a dash cam on the back. Now, this is effectively their latest version of that. GPS plus the dash cam in one Five inch screen. It is absolutely going to be that road warrior that you want by your side for that next road trip. For if you're a regular commuter, if you're a taxi driver, if you're an Uber driver, whatever it is, this is the kind of thing that you need. The reason being, you're going to have Australia and New Zealand maps all on board with free updates. You're going to have the dash cam recording the entire time. And you're obviously going to get all the other features that we love about NAFBAN, such as the GPS tagged videos. You're going to have the tax time mileage reporter, which means that when it comes tax time, how much travel have you done? How much was for work? Easy to provide. It's all logged in that already. you get your speed alerts. This is absolutely what I love. For me, the biggest feature that I'm geared on on this one is the cafe shortcut button. Wherever you are, wherever you're driving, one click and it's going to get you to the nearest cafe for that double espresso to keep you going check them out. Go to navman.com.au. It's a new product. It does look stunning. It looks has a very modern look to it. Apparently, it's built on Android as well, which makes it kind of exciting. Uh, recommended retail price is $369. This is your all-in-one dash cam and navigation unit. Uh, I'm a big fan. I cannot wait to get one of these in my car so I can tell you more about it, but that's what I can tell you from the spec sheet so far. Head to navman.com.au. Let's get on with the show. Now, how is this for a drop to start off the show? This is a wine from a company called The Group. Now, The Group is actually 100 wine growers which have come together as a bit of a co op to release these these new wines that they've got. The one that I'm drinking today is called The Quiver. It's a Grenache, 100% Grenache, which is very unusual to see. Usually, Grenache is seen in a GSM, obviously, it's the G with with some Shiraz mixed in, 100% Grenache here. Very excited by it. The reason being, you don't see this often. It's an Australian wine. It's from McLaren Vale. Um, all things that I love so far. These are grown on old vines, which means that you're going to get some really deep berry flavors and exactly what I'm producing here. So I'm tasting this weird like cherry blossom. Um, it's got this very fresh berry palate, which I mentioned it should have. Um, but this, it's smooth. It's so smooth. It's almost smooth like a, um, like a velvet scarf just sort of running down your throat. It's very, very silky. I'm enjoying it. Uh, the Quiver Grenache 2019. So it's a very young wine. I probably could have actually sat in the cellar for about five years, I would say, before it gets a little bit better. Um, But I'm really enjoying it just as it is. It's a $34 bottle of wine. does not break the bank. Um, I'm actually, this is my first glass. I'm thinking I'm going to put the wine actually in the fridge before I pour that second one, just to give it about 10 minutes to cool down a little bit. It's a warm, warm evening. And I think this probably would go a little bit better if it was slightly, slightly chilled. Uh, do check it out don't be afraid to chill your reds guys real really important thing here don't be afraid to chill your reds especially in summertime you want to enjoy that it's not supposed to feel like a cup of tea it's supposed to feel like a nice wine oh, the group the quiver 100 co-ops you'd think that uh, too many chefs spoil the broth but um, no this is a really lovely wine check them out uh, from the group All right, now look, tonight on the show, we're going to cover off some news and I've actually thrown in a small interview. Uh, We're going to hear about some news from Jabra. They've got some amazing new earbuds that we need to talk about and an update for existing Jabra users. Uh, We're going to talk about Bose, who also have some new earbuds, but for totally different reasons. We're going to talk about a smartwatch from Oppo. If you heard the interview this week, you'll understand where I'm going with this. This is the Apple Watch for Android. I've been wearing it for a little while now and I can't wait to give you a bit of an update on that. And then we're going to translate
1: this. uh We're going to talk
0: about a product called the Petite Cubo. This is a dead cat cushion, but with a wagging tail. Um, If you ever felt like you needed a pet that never needed to be fed, didn't have legs, no head, and was just a body with a tail, uh, this Japanese company has done it. And we speak to them very briefly there is a lot of translation to do, so I, uh, I cut all that out and just gave you the straight English part. It's, it's a fascinating interview, but uh, and also a very fascinating product, so stay tuned for that as well. But let's do the news first. All right, let's start with Jabra first here. Now, this is interesting. I, I got invited to a briefing with, with Jabra, and we spoke about some new buds, and it seems like everybody's releasing new, new buds. I wrote a piece for The Australian comparing a whole range of, um, of Bluetooth earbuds. Obviously not this Jabra one because it came about a week late, unfortunately. But uh, here we have the 8.5T. Now, it's obviously the new model from the 7.5T. The biggest difference that the 8.5T is adding is this advanced noise cancellation. So yes, they're saying it's going to be similar in terms of what we already know uh, Apple AirPods Pro do, uh, what the Galaxy Buds Live try and do, do not don't do it as well. Um, but one thing I love about Jabra headphones is that the audio is damn good. But the microphones, if you're having a phone conversation, are even better. The addition of noise cancelling is a big deal here because um, in the past, when you'd wear these buds, it felt like you had your fingers in your ear when you walked. You had this real thud going through your head every time you took a step. And they've seemed to have resolved that with some, with some different engineering with microphones on the outside, microphones on the inside to try and allow air to pass through um, your ear canal and not create that sense of a blocked ear. So the 85T. Uh, is going to be arriving within the next few weeks. $349 if you're looking for a really nice and neat pair of buds um, with noise cancellation. And it's an advanced noise cancellation. What they're doing is they're doing a lot inside the app, which means that you can adjust the amount of noise cancellation that you do have. Um, Given that they've got a very tight seal in the canal, I actually think that you would get a very good level of noise cancellation. I'm going to have to get them in to try. But the other exciting part is that if yesterday, You went and bought the Jabra 75Ts, which look exactly the same. Um, Good news. They're pushing out a firmware update to you for free uh, where you'll have a level of noise cancellation added. The 85Ts have six microphones that they're using to to do this whole noise cancellation piece. The 75Ts have three. They haven't really done noise cancellation on them before, but they're now using those microphones that are there. They're going to give you an element of it. Not as good, not as powerful. But you'll get something. And I think this is a really cool thing to see where we don't really see headphones get updates that provide benefit like this. But it's amazing to see Jabra doing so. And uh, if you have a pair of 7.5Ts, get them charged up, open up the Jabra app on your phone and start looking for updates because there could be something there and it's free. And I love that. I have a pair of 7.5Ts. I need to do that myself. And then when the 8.5Ts come, I'm going to put them side by side and see how they're different because if they're not different, rush out and get the 7.5Ts and save some money. Um, Not that Jabber would love me saying that, but hey, I'm here for you guys. Crikey Moses, speaking of uh, here for you guys, just a very quick update because I know a lot of people have been hitting me up around this whole, um, hey, why doesn't Apple talk to you sort of saga that's happening. Um, Not a huge issue. I get by. Um, I wrote a piece for The Australian and it's going to be published next Tuesday and we do a roundup of smartwatches. Uh, Obviously reached out to Apple for an Apple watch, didn't get one. One um, of the new ones to test. So we compared the new Fitbit Sense, the new Oppo watch, the uh, Sunto 7, and I thought there was one, Oh, and the Samsung Galaxy Watch 3. All extremely interesting uh, smartwatches, all with a lot of features and all very unique in their own way. The one thing I'll add I'm not going to spoil the whole article for you, but head to the Australian next Tuesday and you'll find it is that the new Apple campaign has been focused around it already does that. And you'll hear this lady sort of saying, oh, wouldn't it be good if I could wake up and get a, an indication of how well I slept? And then some, you know, kid says, oh, it already does that. And then they're saying, oh, wouldn't it be good if I could track my heart rate? And they're like, oh, it already does that. Um, every one of these smartwatches that I tested already do all those things. And they've already been doing it for years. In some cases, a lot longer than years. So it's a funny spin when I, when I wrote this article about, here is, we know about the Apple Watch 6. And we know the campaign around how great it is that it does so many things, but here are some alternatives about other watches that also do those things and have been doing them for longer. Um, I indicated in the piece that Apple refused to provide a a uh, smartwatch for that case. Uh, I actually have now heard from Apple. I had a phone call with them earlier today, and um, they and they stand by it because it's a comparative piece, and they don't want to be part of comparative articles. So there you go. Apple don't want their products compared with other products in the same category, they want an article dedicated to them, which I refuse to do. So let's move on to other news. Now in the past, I've spoken about Bose providing buds to help you sleep. Now, if you are somebody who doesn't like the sound of silence, and there are people who get bothered by the sound of silence, um, or if you are somebody who sleeps better with white noise, or the sound of waves crashing and things like that, Bose has this product called the Sleep Buds. Their first version was actually recalled. They were offering a full refund to anybody who had a pair. Um, I have a pair and I still have it. I didn't give it back. Um, I still have a pair and I actually love taking them on flights because instead of hearing that, that hum of an aeroplane, uh, I could actually hear the sound of the rain or I could hear the sound of crashing waves or even just having something playing in my ear that's not that sound on an aeroplane. The sleep buds too, however, have come in, and this is exciting because I'm glad they brought them back. They have obviously fixed the issues that they thought they had. Mine didn't have any known issues that apparently they were cutting out. They weren't providing um, a solid connection to, of audio. They're very small buds that are comfortable to wear when you sleep. They don't, they're not used for listening to radio or podcast or music. They, they don't do Bluetooth streaming. What you do on the phone is you program what type of sound you want to hear, and that's what you hear. It's not used for, I'll emphasize, these are not headphones that you'll buy to listen to music. So they're just for sleeping. They're very slim profile. They have, I think it's like 30 hours, including the the rechargeable case of battery life. And it just is there to help you sleep. The sound that it comes out of it is really quite nice. It's not noise canceling, but it does provide a little bit of blockage because it's got silicon tips, but they're smooth and small enough that you could sleep on your side and not feel like you've got something jamming into your ear. They actually fit almost flush inside your um, inside your ears and they're comfortable to wear. So they are coming back. They're called the Sleep Buds 2. They've got some improvements to them, but to be honest, they look exactly the same. Even the case looks the same. Maybe they just recycled them and then put updated buds inside. I'm kidding. Um, but they're $379. This is not a cheap product, but if there is somebody out there who has trouble sleeping uh, with silence and likes the sound of white noise, I know a lot of people who, who are in this category where. They would get an app on their phone that just plays white noise to help them sleep. It's a real thing. Um, I don't suffer from it, but I just find when I fly that I enjoy this better. Uh, $379 from Bose. They will be available very soon. I think it's like next week. You could go and get these sleep buds too. It, it's fascinating. It's weird, weird to explain until you try them. Um, but I honestly do feel like that if you're, if you're traveling, these can really help you sleep. And that could be the difference from when you land to actually being happy or angry or sad. Like whatever kind of emotion you get when you haven't had enough rest. All right, I wanted to quickly cover off on the, on the OPPO watch. I nearly said Bose again. Um, if you haven't heard the interview with, with Michael Tran from this week, it's a worthwhile listen. And the reason being is you may think that OPPO is a very small company um, or a newbie in the market. But when Michael told me that they sit at number three in the smartphone rankings in Australia, kinda makes you sit up and pay attention a little bit. So their watch is interesting and you would have known that I posed the question to Michael, why is it? Or would you would you agree that some of your products and even some of the apps that you have on your phone look very Apple inspired, point blank. And his response was interesting, you know, very political that um that they do get inspiration from other brands and, and other industries and all this other stuff, which is cool. The Oppo Watch, Oppo Watch, I need to get the pronunciation right, looks like an Apple Watch. Hands down, you put them side by side, there's one difference. On the right-hand side of the watch face, the Oppo watch has two buttons, whereas the Apple watch has a, cr- a crown and a button. That's the difference. Beyond that, they look identical until you turn them on. So the Oppo watch comes in a 41 and 46 millimeter watch face, so you've got your ladies and your men's sizes. And I'm, I had the 46 mil, and I'm actually still wearing it because, I'm, because it is the Apple watch for Android users. Um, I'm actually still wearing it. And I'm enjoying it. It's got a one point nine inch screen, which is fine. It's about the same size as an Apple watch display. Um, and I'm getting close to twenty four hours battery life. That's including a you know one hour workout in the morning. So you know if I wear it, if I put it on at midday, it does my sleep tracking and things like that, wake up in the morning, take it to the gym, uh, track our fitness routine, continue wearing it, and I'm pretty much looking to charge it that afternoon. so Get you through a 24 hour period quite easily. The great thing, and I noticed this very quickly, was that if you decide to, or you can't get to a charger, if you can't get to a charger and you decide to keep wearing the, the watch, you put it into power saving mode. And power saving mode on most smartwatches means that it's just a clock. It will just show like a very basic digital clock and allow you to tell the time. In the Oppo situation, power save mode is almost something I could live with permanently because it extends the battery life for up to 21 days. Up to 21 days in power saving mode. And during that period, it still tracks your steps. It still gives you notifications from your smartphone, just very basic level notifications, and it still tells you the time. What does that sound like? It sounds like a Fitbit. So, a basic Fitbit that you can get for like 200 bucks is effectively what this can do for almost 21 days. That to me is the standout feature. Um, And I love that. The other thing I'll mention is you can get around 50% charge from 20 odd minutes of charging. So the charger, again, all proprietary type charging as every smartwatch seems to have. Um, You dump it in this cradle. It's got this flash charging smart technology that, yeah, you get about 50% in 20 minutes. So if you're jumping into a meeting or a teleconference, you stick it on charge. By the time it's over, you're done. 100% charge, put it back on your wrist. The actual wristband is one of those silicon ones. It's like those sport bands that Apple provides, as you'd expect. This is very Apple inspired, um, and I just I hate those bands because I find them very difficult to clip on. They've got this weird button that you have to sort of push through a hole, and then it wraps around your wrist. It's not that simple, but once it's on, it's very comfortable to wear. The first thing I do if you are interested in buying one is check out what other wristbands are available. The reason being is that you need to get them because you may not want it today, but if you need it tomorrow, it may not be there. And I think that's always the concern with other branded smartwatches: is that Apple you know how easy it's going to be to get a new um, wristband and stuff like that for Apple Watch. When it comes to other brands, it can be really hard to find people who are busy, you know, worthwhile stocking um, these other alternative watch bands. And I actually wish that Oppo just went full hog and copied Apple on the wristband connector as well, because that means I could then go to an Apple store and just buy one of their wristbands and attach it to my Oppo watch. Um, The other thing I'll say about this is it runs Wear OS, uh, which is from, from Google, obviously. That is its biggest advantage because that means that, yes, it just works straight with Wear OS app on iPhone and any Android device. So for me, um, Wear OS installed on my uh, iPhone, connected my Apple Watch within a few seconds. Very simple. All of my previous Google history is there in terms of workouts, body measurements and stuff like that. Um, Continuous heart rate uh, tracking. Sleep tracking is actually in-depth. I use the uh, Apple Watch sleep tracking with the new update. It basically tells you how long you slept for. This one tells you how you slept, how much deep sleep you had, how much light sleep you had, how much REM you actually experienced. So it gives you deeper insights into that. Um, there's also going to be a whole bunch of other things. And one second, my phone was ringing. Um, there's a whole bunch of other things that I do love in that with all the Google um, accessories there or, or apps, you've also then got the ability to use that second button on the Oppo Watch to program it for an app. So for me, Um, the the default is the Oppo exercise tracking feature, which is their own one. It's got about seven different workouts that you can track. Whereas the Google Fit um, app from Wear OS gives you like 60. So you can make that button the Google Fit one. So when I'm, I'm in the gym, I hit that button, bang, opens up Google Fit. I click on CrossFit or whatever I'm doing that day. And that's it. It starts recording. I love it. There are heaps of other features on here and they're not all necessarily going to be as part of Wear OS. Oppo did add some stuff as well. Some of them are just simple things like five-minute meditation. So if you've got five minutes between meetings you need to have a quick break, go ahead and do that. Um, you've got all these different things where you can track more than I expected. Um, it's talking about swimming. It's talking about any kind of exercise that you're planning on doing. The notifications that I receive from my iPhone are still rich and vibrant. I can still read most of my notifications on my um, Oppo watch. It works and integrates really well. Obviously with the Google Voice system built in as well. I can control my smart home. Uh, it's an impressive unit. It's a really impressive unit for something that I was quite skeptical about given how it looks uh, so similar to the, to the Apple Watch. At the end of the day, when you do a good job, even if you're imitating, it's kind of okay, right? Like if it sucked and just looked like an Apple Watch, then yeah, you'd have a problem. Now, pricing. 449 for the 41 mil, 549 for the 64 mil, available in black and glossy gold. Um, and also a pink gold in the smaller size as well. Compare that to an Apple Watch. It's actually not that far off. I think it's about $599 for the new um, Watch 6. So it does, in my view, get very close. That if you're an iPhone user, you may still be keen to just get the Apple Watch for the extra $50. And I wouldn't blame you. Um, pros and cons, right? If you've got an Android phone, though, this is my one of my favorite Smartwatches for Android, um, mainly because it does everything fairly well. If you are much more fitness focused, then you're going to love hearing about the, fitness, uh, the Fitbit Sense, which I'll probably talk about in the next week or so, um, as well as the Galaxy Watch, Galaxy Watch 3. However, that one is even more expensive than the Oppo Watch. So you do need to shop around. You do need to pay attention. Uh, this is something that has surprised me. So do check it out. It's the Oppo Watch uh, I'm using the 46mm and it fits my wrist really well. Uh, I think it's a great size. So, and also, have a look at some of the watch faces when you do because um, I swear they've literally like photocopied some of the Apple ones. It's quite funny. But when you do a good job of it, I guess it's excusable sometimes. That's the Oppo watch. Let's have a phone call to Japan. <laughs> Now, when I heard about this, uh, this, this pillow with a wagging tail uh, called Petit Cubo, I had to get in touch with them for a quick chat. It had to be an interview. I knew the interview wouldn't be worthy or long enough to be going into a dedicated show. So I thought let's, let's cram it in this week. Uh, we have the CEO, uh, Shunsuki Aoki, and his translator, although we discover later in the interview that Shunsuki can speak English. Um, the translator, his name is, our, is their marketing person called Saya Okada. Uh, amazing people to talk to. The translations I've removed. So you're going to hear just the English responses. So even though we're talking to a male, you'll sometimes hear a female talk back. That is their marketing person. However, there is a lot of Japanese, which I've just taken out for your own time and convenience. Um, this is an interesting product. It is available on Indiegogo. We do talk about that as well. And I still do the regular questions that we ask every guest that we have on the show. And I think that uh, Shunsuki Aoki-san, I think his response to what drink he would have if we were sitting down together, I think he was trying to please the Australians and it backed by it. So do listen to this one. It's a uh, a fascinating product for those who want a pet without any of the responsibility or the legs or the head. Thank you so much for joining the show. Now, if you could please start by just telling us a little bit about the company um, Yukai Engineering.
2: Yukai uh, Engineering was founded in 2011. It's a robotics startup uh, with around 40 people. Um, the meaning of Yukai Engineering, the term Yukai means to give joy, and that's what we aim to do is to give joy to our consumers of our robots.
0: I love, I love the idea of giving joy there because I think – the product that we're about to talk about uh, can certainly do that. And look, it had me very interested as well. Uh, you, the The product that we've got in front of us here is, you know, almost like a robotic pet of of some sorts. And, and it's labeled as as a cushion with a wagging tail. Uh, what is the Cubo? Uh
2: Cubo is a therapeutic cushion robot with a tail. And if you pet it, the tail moves accordingly. So if you pet it a little softer, it'll wag softer and if you pet it a little more vigorously it'll wag its tail really quickly like a dog's um we believe it has a lot of calming effects to owners um it's really kind of addictive once you have it on your lap you just kind of not naturally pet it just like you would a pet
0: and and how does it actually work in that you know if i if i pat it you mentioned that the tail will wag does it make noises as well or does it have any any other movements besides the tail itself
2: um, no, it does not make any noise. It's The, simp- the mechanism is fairly simple, um, as an accelerometer inside, so once you pet it, the according to how uh, hard you pet it, uh, the tail wags accordingly. Um, yeah, so there's no other functions to the original Kubo, but there are some additional functions in the newer version.
0: Okay, so let's 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 jump to the newer version, which I believe is called the Petite Cubo, which is a, a smaller version, isn't it?
2: Mhm. Um, Petite Cubo is uh, going to be released later this year in Japan. So it has the same mechanism where the tail wags accordingly to how you pet it, and in addition, it also um, uh, senses the sounds and voices around it. So if it hears a loud noise, the ta- the tail will kind of. Um, move as if it was startled and it also has a subtle heartbeat so slightly more realistic features to it compared to the original cubo
0: and and that heartbeat that you're talking about is it something that that you can hear or or can you feel that within the within the petite cubo
2: you can't hear it's more of a subtle beating so if you kind of put your hand on top of it you'll feel the subtle heartbeat and if you just kind of rest your ear against it you'll hear the beats as well
0: Amazing. And, and I have to ask, is, there, is it a portable unit, something that I can take with me in my bag, or is it something that you keep at home?
2: Um, well, the Kubo was more uh, for people to keep at home as some kind of relaxing um, item to keep. And Petit Kubo was more for people who kind of want to carry something like this around. So yes, it's definitely portable. Um, we also have a Petit Kubo bag. Um, that comes with it as well, um, which is available on our campaign. And yeah, so this was more in response to people who were saying they would like to carry around a smaller Kubo, something a little more convenient and portable.
0: I like that. And and when did where did the idea come from of making the Cubo the and obviously the Petit Cubo, but where did this idea come from originally?
2: So the original Kubo was of uh, Birthed from one of our idea competitions, one of our internal idea competitions within the company. Um, one of our female designers, she was originally from Hokkaido, which um, is a lot more open, and she had around ten dogs, t- actually over ten dogs, I believe, at her house. And once she moved to Tokyo, there's not a uh, residential areas where you can actually keep pets, so she couldn't have a pet. And she really wanted something at home with a tail that would kind of comfort her, just like a pet would. And that's where this idea came from.
0: I really like that. So the the person who had uh, those 10 10 dogs, have they now got 10 cubos?
2: (laughs) I don't think that many, but yeah, she has one or two.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And and when you designed this product, how do you... Um, how have you noticed the product being picked up in, in terms of demographics or who is the the, the average buyer that, that tends to be going for a product like this?
2: Um, well, originally the uh, kind of our target for Kubo was kind of single people who in their wow. 20s or 30s who lived alone and just kind of wanted a companion at home. But uh, since sales started in 2018, we've come to realize that the Target for Kubo was a lot wider than we thought. Um, so of course, we have the original target where people want something at home, some sort of pet, but they can't have a pet. In addition, um, we've also had it tested, like trial tested at um, retirement homes. And we found that it provides a lot of comfort to older individuals as well who would like a pet as well. And um, they they're kind of unable to take care of a pet, but they have a good alternative,
0: and and are there multiple versions or, or colors available in the in the range?
2: Yes, our original Kuba is available in three colors: um, husky gray, French brown, and silky black. The black color came out last year as a newer color. Um, it was from uh, the voices of fans that we decided to do a black color, and they chose the name as well. And our new petit cubo is in four colors, so it's in brown, black, gray, and white
0: and I noticed that the that the cubo has a longer tail uh than the than the petit cubo is there a is there a particular reason for that was there, was it based on feedback that you decided to make it shorter in the smaller version?
2: um so for the petit cubo originally had a longer tail um in the original prototype, and the one we had on display at CES 2020 in Las Vegas also had a longer tail. But then, after kind of testing and uh, just kind of looking through various tail banks, we decided that a shorter tail kind of was more reminiscent of kind of younger baby animals, a little more uh, kitten-like or puppy-like.
0: I like that. I like that. And how are you how are you tracking with the product at the moment in terms of in terms of sales? Uh, obviously the Kubo has been successful enough that you're making the smaller version. How has that been going?
2: Um so the original Kubo has been pretty successful. Of course, it's uh pretty popular in more niche markets, but um yeah, we've sold around 18,000 in total. Um So a majority of that is in Japan, and we've also sold overseas in the U.S., uh, Taiwan, Hong Kong, uh, Singapore, etc. And, yeah, based off the feedback of our fans, we decided to make the smaller one. And the Petit Coupe has been very popular as well. Um, We had our original crowdfunding campaign for Japan uh, started in May of this year, and we managed to get the support of around 1,300 people. And currently with the Indiegogo campaign, we've seen a lot of uh, good feedback from our overseas fans as well. So
0: That's fantastic, actually. And and for people who are listening to this interview from Australia, the best way to actually get hold of one at the moment would be to go to the Indiegogo uh, campaign that you've got running at the moment?
2: Yes. Um, the deadline is the September 28th, but... Yes, we definitely have a lot more room for support, so it would be greatly appreciated.
0: That's amazing. And I noticed online that you've also got a Disney version uh, with, a, with a pink bow. Is this a, a partnership that you've formed with Disney, and and what is the, chari- the character that it's referencing here?
2: Um, yes, that one is referencing Mary the kitten from the Aristocats movie. Um, yes, so it is kind of our project with Disney at the moment. And we're also planning to release other future projects with Disney as well. Can't really say which characters yet, but they are coming out, so.
0: I like that. And, and this isn't your first your first robot. I notice you've also got a product called Boko. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that?
2: Yes, Boko is our family communication robot. Um, it connects with an app on your phone. Uh, it's mostly targeted towards families who have younger children or older uh, parents, grandparents who are unable to utilize a smartphone. So the app and robot functions are fairly simple. Um, you can send messages via via the app to your children um, for reminders, etc. And the Buttons on the robot allow the child or the grandparent to record vocal uh, messages very easily and kind of um, easily communicate with the rest of the family members.
0: Fantastic, fantastic! And look, it, it is exciting to see these these products come out, and, and it is really innovative. The you know the, the Cubo itself is something I had never seen before, and uh, it's definitely eye-catching. And I encourage everybody listening to go online, have a look at this um, and see if it's something for you because, you know, to the example that you mentioned around uh, somebody who could not have pets where they where they lived, this is the alternative and you don't need to feed it. You don't need to worry about anything. It uh, It's just there to keep you comfortable and, and keep you company. I, I think it's very interesting.
2: Thank you very much. Thank you.
0: Now, the rest of the questions um, I ask all of the guests that we have on the show, um, and this is probably, you know, the, one of the best ways to get to know Mr. Aoki here around uh, his life in technology. And, um, you know, there's there's seven questions here. And, you know, the first one is, uh, what is your favorite app to keep you organized?
1: App? Uh, Gmail. <laughs> Gmail.
0: I've heard that one before. Gmail's a good answer, actually, because, I mean, look, it's something that I use to keep myself organized as well. And um, what would you say is your favorite social media app?
1: Oh, Definitely Twitter.
0: Twitter. Good, good answer. Good answer. And when you do have five minutes to spare between meetings, uh, what's the first thing that you want to do on your phone?
1: Well, uh, maybe I keep... Refreshing my Twitter timeline, so maybe checking the Twitter timeline (laughs) would be my answer.
0: No, that's okay. And do you wear a smartwatch or a traditional timepiece?
1: Uh, I use both, but I'd rather uh, use the traditional one.
0: All right. And when we used to fly on airplanes once upon a time when that was a thing, uh, did you used to use the in-flight entertainment system or would you bring your own device?
1: I always bring my own device and uh, download some uh, Netflix programs or the YouTube uh, movies and watch them all on board.
0: Excellent. And actually, can I just ask a quick question here? Um, the the Cubo can it be taken on on airplanes, or is it seen as a, a as a risk type product given its its electronic?
1: No, no. Uh, you you can bring it uh, on board because Kubo doesn't oh, good, good. use uh, batteries. So
0: excellent. I was I was only just thinking then that, um, and I'm sorry this is not part of the, the part of the questions. But um, in America, for example, I've noticed a lot of passengers have a support animal, and I've seen support animals range from uh, small dogs to chickens. Uh, and sometimes I think I've, I think I've seen a pony come on 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 Twitter before. So I think a cubo is the is the correct type of support animal that they should have in place. That one definitely makes more sense.
2: Yes, definitely a lot less bothersome. <laughs> I think I've seen news about peacocks as well. So
0: exactly, <laughs> exactly. So I, I don't know I don't know if that's a whole new uh, marketing avenue for you to try and push um, all of the TSA screening and things like that to just give people cubos. And let them jump on planes with that. That's just an idea. And uh, Mr. Aoki, the when you when you uh, are away from technology, uh, what do you love to do to disconnect? Oh, uh, fishing. really? any any type of fishing at all?
1: Um, fishing on a boat. Uh, uh, sea fishing
0: yeah absolutely absolutely i i love fishing as well so i had to uh, i had to ask i mean going out on a boat much much better option if you can do it and yeah. uh and look this show which yeah. which we have here is uh normally over a glass of wine uh, i usually like to record it with it with a glass of wine in my hand uh if we were sitting down for a drink today what would be what would be your option
1: ah actually i i love to go to a Yokocho Bar in Shinjuku and they serve VV Australian beer and I love it.
0: (laughs) And you're just being polite because no one in Australia likes that beer.
1: (laughs) 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 But I love the dark taste.
0: (laughs) Fantastic. Fantastic. Look, um, thank you so much for, for joining us today. I I cannot wait to see this product in person and uh, and have my own pet. I don't have my own real pet, so this could be my 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 first virtual pet, and I cannot wait to see one in 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 person.
2: Thank
1: you well, very much.
0: Thank you very much. Well, there you have it. Look, it's it's obviously first of all hugely appreciated that they were able to take the time out of their day uh, of stroking their cubo to to join us and talk about the product. It is something that. Uh, I don't even know if we'll end up seeing this come to Australia. They're saying that they will ship me one. Um, if they do, I'll let you know what it's like to have a pet that makes no noise or has no legs, no head. Um, it's interesting. It's interesting. Let me know what you guys think. Would you be interested in a, in a cubo or a petite cubo, which is even smaller and you could take it with you on the bus or train or even just take it to work with you? I don't know. Maybe it would be like your assistance animal. Ladies and gentlemen, that has been the podcast. I hope you've enjoyed the show. Uh, I look forward to talking to you again on Tuesday. With This Tuesday, we've got an interview with Samsung, a very small company trying to make their way in the world. Uh, we speak to them about everything mobile and wearables, and that's a really interesting chat there. And then, obviously, the usual show back on Thursday with a glass of wine. Who knows what it'll be? We'll wait and see. Uh, thanks for listening. We'll speak to you again next week. Don't forget to leave a review. Hit me up on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. Send your abuse, send your compliments, send your comments, and I'll speak to you all again soon. Bye-bye.